Hey, David and Max. Hey, Sean. Yeah, that's right. Oh. No, hey, David from Max. <laughs> wow. Well, at least I'm back in the intro. If it wasn't zero hour and the three of us weren't sitting on a river's bank or in a hot tub celebrating the joyous occasion of bachelorhood ending, I'm sure David would be a little bit more upset. But this episode is coming to you sort of live from a bachelor party. Sit in, because we are doing Cash or Crap Summer Blockbusters. Welcome, welcome to another exciting episode of the Scene on Screen podcast, or as you guys like to call it when Max is here, Cash or Crap. Oh no, the intro. It's done it again. It has done it again. I am sorry. Guys, how are you? I'm I'm good. You're a damn liar, Sean. <laughs> Our listeners know that these episodes aren't live. <laughs> All right, our force ghosts are enjoying semi-live. Min- we're we're recording this one the same that we normally would, except when everyone is listening to this episode, when it's gracing their earballs, we're probably going to be drunk on a beach somewhere. Yeah, it's either driving to the beach or already blasted on the beach. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> two two of my favorite people. What's up? You guys ready for some uh, cash or crapness? Yeah, I. you know how you guys have been enjoying summer for the last, like summer weather for the last like two months? Yeah. We finally, finally had consistent sunshine and 22 degrees Celsius weather here for the last like three days. Yay, Very Kenora! Nice. So nice. Yeah, right. we're, we're slowly catching up, but it's supposed <laughs> to rain again on the weekend, so damn yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> We we've been uh, very lucky this week. The weekend was a little bit cooler, so it meant for some uh, some nice good sleeps. Mm-hmm. Don't have to run the air all the time, you know. Get that that air conditioning throat. So air conditioning throat. What have is you that? ever had that? Like the way our apartment is situated, we can only put the air conditioner in one position, and the air conditioner like blows air onto the bed right down you into get your throat. A fan. Yeah, yeah, man. That's why they I, invented them. I have it on top of the air conditioner. <laughs> Imagine if the air conditioner could move. Hey, yeah. hey now, I have two fans. You guys right here. Oh, uh, I, 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 I hate how much I enjoyed that. And your best friend, Stewie. <laughs> your best friend, Stewie. Oh, wow. Was that, was that Seth MacFarlane on our podcast? We should do one of those episodes. Just see how long it takes for him to notice it that we've done it. <laughs> We'll, we'll get it so yeah. the name of the game today is cash or crap summer blockbusters now because we know they are all blockbusters they hypothetically should all be cash but that doesn't mean that the three of us have enjoyed these films so as per their usual rules cash crap or nothing because you can't be undecided in a group of three there's always a a lucky answer there's no order to our list today so it's not coming out chronologically we sourced our list from the good people at Rotten Tomatoes. Um, they had a, a massive 
100 movie list or 75 movie list. And we just took some of our favorites and some of our non-favorites off that list at random. I just selected random numbers and the top five. So here we go. Starting with number one, Parenthood, starring Steve Martin and Mary Steinberg. You might like, know Was her. this number one on their list or is it just oh. like number one? That was number 75 on their list. 75 okay. or 75. Are you oh, not so listening to the instructions I just gave you? <laughs> no, I was not. I'm going to be completely honest with you. Oh my god! I don't even know what I don't even know what podcast I'm on. So, th- <laughs> um, this movie here, David, is one you've referenced before when we were talking about the new Cheaper by the Dozen that Zach Braff did. You said it was a mix between this and some other movie, but I don't remember what. Yo, yours, mine, and ours for something. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's a remake of yours, yours, mine. Oh no, it's yours, mine, and ours. The twenty twenty one remake is a remake of this movie or something like that. I don't know. It's it's a zany little parent comedy where Steve Martin has antics. I remember watching this as a kid. I don't think I've ever watched it since it let off our list. But because I've never rewatched it, I'm going with a crap right away, boys. I'll, I'll be this... honest. Oh, sorry, David, you go ahead. You go ahead. I, I was just going to say, did did Steve Martin do multiple movies where he has more than like three children? Yeah, it's called typecasting. Like, is he the <laughs> like we needed to cast someone who looks like they would either be overly sexually active <laughs> and have too many children <laughs> or just love to adopt people. Uh, and that's Steve Martin. I That's why his hair so white. Oh, <laughs> um, when it comes to parenthood, for me, I'll, this is all I'll really say. Uh, when I looked at the list and saw Parenthood, I thought to myself, "You mean the show with Craig T. Nelson?" Yeah, and the girl from Gilmore Girls, who I can't remember, Lauren oh, Graham. Oh, Lauren Graham, right? So, yeah. Uh, yeah, safe to say, I've not seen Parenthood. <laughs> so we've got one undecided, one crap. David, how you how you finishing this guy? I'm off? gonna be completely honest with you and. And for the longest time, I thought that this movie was cheaper by the dozen. <laughs> so to make David's life easier, we will call this one a, a, a good old crap head. Sounds like and a then plan. We're, I'm going to give you the Rotten Tomatoes ranking. Okay, so coming in at number 74 on the list, we have National Lampoon's Animal House. This movie started pretty much every college comedy or raunchy comedy ever. Mm-hmm. John Belushi, Kevin Bacon, Donald Sutherland. Damn good cast. I remember watching this for the first time when I was younger. My mom was super pissed. My dad let me watch it. Um, But I always tried to emulate that scene where Belushi has the potatoes in his mouth. And he's like, look, guys, want to see my impression of a pimple? Fills his mouth with potatoes and then squeezes it. (laughs) It was not a crowd pleaser at my home. But a cash movie. I mean, I'm slightly embarrassed to say this. I've never seen this movie in its entirety. As like really? someone who really enjoys comedy, I I don't know. I've seen it in like random chunks, but I've never seen it through and through. So I'm sure Next you're going to tell me you haven't seen all the vacation movies, the good oh, ones. Oh, the just ones. you wait, just you <laughs> wait. Um, yeah. So I mean, I I, I hate to be that guy, but uh, so how yeah. far, like, how much of the movie have you seen? I couldn't tell you because like last time I saw a bit of it, like it was, it was a long time ago. So I, I honestly couldn't tell you. 
Well, well this is disappointing. I, I'm, I'm, I'm disappointed to say it. Did you enjoy the little bit of the movie that you saw? From from what I remember seeing, I was like, this movie seems wild, and I feel like I should sit down and just watch all of it. So, yeah, I, I liked it. <laughs> the movie is pretty wild. I think it is. It's one of those movies that everyone needs to see at least once in its entirety because mm-hmm. it paved the way for so many more like National Lampoon movies. And then just like Sean said, like the the college summer movie th- things, right? Like mm-hmm. with no Animal House, there's no, no American Pie, no old school. It's true. Mm-hmm. What's his face? Wow. My memory is shot. Right Will now. Ferrell. No. <laughs> The director of Superbad. Oh, um, Michael Keaton. Not it's not Judd Apatow. It is Apatow. Judd. Apatow would not exist without these movies. Judd, Judd Apatow didn't do Superbad though. It was yeah, Greg, Greg, Greg Matola did Superbad. What did Apatow do with Superbad? Uh, he's probably I, I'm assuming he's one of the producers on it, but he he didn't direct it. Um, you are correct, sir. Well. I threw that. It was produced and done by um, Greg Matola yeah. and Judd Apatow. There you go. Ten All points right. for Gryffindor. <laughs> oh no! You you just did a Harry Potter reference on on a David podcast. Good oh, luck. Yeah. All right, David and I will never speak after this. It's fine. <laughs> As Who invited this guy? Yeah. <laughs> All right, next cu- next up, um, I apparently did not go too far from the list. On uh, number 73, I went with The Fly from 1986, starring Jeff Goldblum, Gina Davis, John Getz, and Joy Bichelle. This movie is amazing. It's like the someone came up with the idea, what if a man had sex with the fly, what would happen? But then they're like, dude, that is physically impossible because flies are super small. So then they changed the idea to what if a man had his DNA mixed with the fly and then the rest was history. Is this true story? Did David Cronenberg do this? Yes, he did. And uh, so did the Simpsons. The fly is actually such an interesting concept, right? Because there's always been this idea of like teleportation, time travel, all that stuff. But this kind of takes a, a different look to what happens if it's something like this is working, but then a minor thing happens, right? And then it affects the person completely. And I don't know, the the special effects and uh, I don't know, the story in general. Who is it? Um, Jeff Goldblum is... Yeah, a movie not named Jurassic Park. Yep. <laughs> no, but like it's it. He doesn't seem like the an actor that you would put in this, and it's considered a horror, isn't it? I think so. Yeah, yeah. I've honestly I never seen it fully, but like, oh it, I know, I know. Just <laughs> I'm I'm knocking <laughs> myself down a couple pegs here. Uh, but let, let be like a 20 minute episode. <laughs> your TikTok followers are just slowly booing you. Right? They're like, oh god, this guy. This guy hasn't seen movies from the 80s. It's okay. (laughs) Next up, this movie is from uh, 2013. It is The World's End. Simon Pegg, Nick Frost, um, Patty Considine, and Martin Freeman. Max, if you hate this movie, log off. Listen, I don't hate this movie. However, he's only seen a few... 
I've minutes seen, of it, right? I've seen that. I've seen this movie. I've seen the entire Cornetto trilogy, and I think this is the weakest of the three. All right. Well, fair. Agreed. Yeah. And not to say that it's a bad movie, because I think it's a good movie, but I mean, when you're comparing it to Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz, it, it's it's the third option. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those ones, like Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz, kind of felt, even though they're completely different stories, they felt like they were kind of connected in a sense Yes, with just how the characters were, right? 100%. This one, it just is like... I don't know. Simon Pegg's character just seems a little too much, too much. Yeah, exactly. For this type of movie. Uh, It is great. It is a good movie. The ending was kind of weird. Yes. The ending was like, like yeah, it took a really, really strange turn, um, which during the like when I, I remember seeing this in theaters and thinking like the movie was great up until the very end where I'm like, really? That's what they went with this. Yeah. Whereas like, you know, Shaun of the dead and hot fuzz, they all have a, a legitimate ending that you could believe. Right. Whereas this one just kind of went off, you know, right out of left field. It's so not a crap. It's not, it's not a great movie. It's not a bad movie. It's like a middle of the road movie. Yeah. Right. I thought about watching it the other day, but then at the same time I was like, Oh, well, you know what? I love it. Right. Fuzz. And I love Simon Pegg. I'm gonna say I'm gonna still say it's cash just because I love those guys. David, I'm gonna say this was crap in comparison to uh, summer blockbusters. Yeah, I, I hate it, to disagree, but the argument of two good movies and one bad movie kind of leads it to the words the the crap side for me. Also, I enjoyed Paul more. Paul's a great and, movie. <laughs> yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. All right, a movie from 1983. So Max probably hasn't watched the whole thing. We've got the original, the coup de gras, National Lampoon's Vacation. Chevy Chase, Beverly D'Angelo, um, Johnny Glucky. This movie is everything. Christine Brinkley was in this movie. So this one here, I honestly don't remember it too much because when you think of National National Lampoon's Vacation, it's usually European Vacation. That everyone really? has like watched or or not European vacation. What's the other Christmas one? Christmas vacation. Christmas vacation. There's then, four in the there's you're, Vegas, you're thinking of Euro Vegas. trip. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> no, there is uh the Vegas vacation one where they go to the the uh the dam and they're on the dam tour and uh they like lose all their money, they win the cars and stuff like that, right? That was like the big one. That I remember a lot of people uh, are watching a lot. I watched European Vacation once or twice, and this one I thought I'd seen this one multiple times, but then I remember watching it again and being like, "I don't remember any of this." Oh, what? Um, it's Wayne Newton trying to bang his wife. Yeah, no, that's like, Vegas I, Vacation. That's Vegas uh, Vacation. Yeah, yeah, European Vacation. European Vacations, the other singer. It's the same plot in both movies. Mm-hmm. Um, National Lampoon's Vacation is a trip to Wally World. They go to the the park. The park's closed. Antics ensue. Yeah, I haven't John watched this movie. Security guard. It's been ages since I've actually like yeah. sat down and watched this movie. Uh, yeah, this I movie, haven't seen this one in forever, but it was it's good. Yeah. I give it a cash. I would give it I a cash. Give it cash. 
Nice. We have a long list, so about two, three minutes per movie. Of course, guys. Of course. Next up. Yeah, oh, right. my God. I know. <laughs> I mean, like, what What else can we say? It's it, it's cash. <laughs> yeah. The next up, I don't think we have to discuss, but I put it in the number randomizer and number 63 on the list, which was a little low for my liking. Historically, a Christmas movie to those who ask. Bruce Willis, Alan Rickman, Die Hard. It's cash. instant cash. It's timeless. Yeah. yeah. We we could have a whole episode on whether or not Die Hard is a Christmas movie <laughs> or not. All right. So I, let's I move do on. have to admit, though, it does feel kind of weird watching Die Hard not in the winter. Because it right? is a Christmas movie, right? Also, before we move on to the next one, let me just say, hot take, Live Free or Die Hard is low-key one of the best Die Hard movies. I would you say second best. I enjoyed that one very much. Yeah. So. <laughs> That's more of like a lukewarm take than <laughs> fair. We're, fair. we're all in agreement. So. Good, good. No, no, no. I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy. <laughs> so I will tell you guys that uh, on the randomizer, Knocked Up showed up on the list next. But we've done that one twice, so I moved on to the next one. 2007's remake of Hairspray starring John Travolta, Nikki Blonsky, Amanda Bynes, and Christopher Walken. Crap. As, as someone who has not only done musical theater in high school, but just loves musical theater... I thought it was. I thought it was good. Also, it was filmed in Toronto, um, so that's that's a nice little little bonus. And uh, also, Hairspray was the first musical I ever saw on Broadway. So for me, it's cash. So I'm I like I wavered, David. I don't know if you remember when we took film crit together, but mm-hmm. this was the movie that my group ended up doing for their essays, and we watched this movie three times in a row. It was awful. However. <laughs> songs are catchy and yeah it's got that little home vibe and it's really well done i'm gonna go with cash my personal favorite part of the movie is when they're clearly going down bluer but it's baltimore <laughs> and you look in the window and there's definitely a modern age water cooler <laughs> love that How my you favorite part that? of the movie was uh the very end when the credits started rolling <laughs> also shout okay. out to amanda Bynes. That was her like last or second last role. It's like one of the it? one of the last ones, yeah. It was that or Easy A that she finished her career on. Oh, definitely Easy A. Next up, this one's a big one, guys. This might be one of the biggest movies on our list. Coming in at fifty six, Bridesmaids, Kristen Wiig, Maya Rudolph, Rose Byrne, Ellie Kemper. I. This is one of the movies where I literally have. It's in the top three hardest laughs I've ever had in my life. Really? What scene? Um, when they're all shitting in the washroom and like Melissa McCarthy's <laughs> shitting in the sink. That might be the only legitimate funny part in the movie, though. Um, no, when they're all when they're drunk on the airplane as well, and also even at the end when uh, when Annie confronts whatever my Rudolph's character's name is, and she just goes, "Are you fucking kidding me?" Like that. And she smashes the cookie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, no, no. It's great. I love that. I love that movie. I think it's very funny. I haven't watched it in a long time, but I think it is a very, very funny movie. Kristen Wiig also trying to get the attention of the cop. Oh, yeah. A very funny Chris, sequence. Chris O'Dowd. Chris O'Dowd. Yeah. I feel like that was like his first like big thing aside from the IT crowd. And he was competing with John mm. Hamm. Oh, oh my God. I forgot John Hamm was in that movie. Like, let's take that in. That movie was great. David? You yeah, were going to say crap, weren't you? I, I was, and I still am, because I... I like yeah, it has its funny parts, but I just overall just 
didn't uh it just wasn't a movie that stuck with me right like you know i don't know it just well, wasn't my thing ums and ahs say it all next up yeah, on i don't the really list, know what to say more number 53 brad pitt melanie laurent Christo- christoph waltz and eli roth in inglorious bastards 2009 and don't forget bj novak yeah Infamous BJ Novak. Never forget about Ryan. Um, he started the fire. <laughs> this is one of the best movies I've ever seen, ever. So there's there's my answer. <laughs> All right. That um right. that one handed pistol shot across a field. The Damn. the scene of of the bear Jew coming out of the tunnel just hitting the baseball bat like that was like one of the most like the build up could not have been like executed better. I thought it was so well done. Mm-hmm. It was, a, it was yeah. a great movie, and if you didn't see it at the time, what were you doing, right? Mike Myers is in it. Michael Fassbender, all these like, all these actors that are in it for, in relatively small roles as well. But granted, it is a Tarantino film, so that seems to be a common thing. Mm-hmm. But you know, like every other Tarantino film, it's very dialogue heavy. But yes. this one just really, it just it felt more real like the universe just felt like yeah well obviously it was like a world war ii movie right we know that it was all fiction based off of like obviously i'm sure that there was some truth to some events right like that took place but overall the story was just a fiction story but it felt like it was throughout the entire film there was this sense of dread looming over everything Right. So and then at the very end, you know, when everything kind of comes to a head and and, uh, you know, the bad guys get what's coming to them, you feel this like great sense of relief. And I don't know, the whole thing is just a super satisfying movie. Cash. Another cash for the board. It's going to be hard to get some craps out here to the movie that, if I remember correctly, inspired one of the first pornographic parodies I ever (laughs) discovered. Shaving Ryan's Privates. Actually, it was Saving Ryan's Privates. Oh, damn. Close enough. Shave, that's good, too. It's Saving Private Ryan. Uh, saving <laughs> Private Ryan. God, now it's all in my head. Tom Hanks, Edward Burns, Tom Sizemore, Jeff, uh, Jeremy Davies. 1998. I wasn't old enough, really, to understand what was going on yeah. in this movie. And unfortunately, in my opinion, this movie does not hold. I, I don't know if it was the shooting style. It's just something that does not look good now, so it's hard to watch and enjoy. I, I would have to rewatch it because it's been, it's been a hot minute. But from what I recall, I remember being emotional, but not really sure why. Because <laughs> like I'm not a big fan <laughs> of like war in general. So mm-hmm. like I don't know. Like Tom Hanks is just a good actor. I think that's what got me. Mm. See, I think with this one, um, the way that it was shot, it was shot to be more. Well, like the action scenes were more handheld, right? So, and that was very unique at the time because not a lot of things was like that. Um, And kind of like what Max said, you felt emotional, but you weren't sure why. And I think that's what the movie was going for. Because, yeah, everyone knows that war is horrible and like you don't want to see. But the way that they portrayed this and like the way that the, the action that was going on in there it was more than just a typical action flick where someone dies and they bleed a bit. Like there is, they straight up showed, you know, people with their limbs being blown off and, and you, you saw the, like the, the difficulties of war that these soldiers went through. 
but it comes and like it starts off really strong and then it kind of lulls for a significant amount of time and then it gets then they have some significant action scenes again and then it lulls again so i felt like that the movie ended slow compared to how it started right um i don't know if you haven't seen it in a while i think it is definitely worth watching just to appreciate you know this was a a big i think change in war movies and how things were kind of done um and i don't know i think it still does hold up as one of the better war movies if if anything um the first like half hour so it's a cash movie for the first 30 minutes and crap for the rest <laughs> yeah so what, what's and your for call? The longest time i th- for the longest time i thought tom hanks was uh private ryan uh but it's actually um matt damon matt damon, <laughs> matt damon. <laughs> surprisingly uh, I, I think it's i think it's a cash movie still i think I, it yeah, still holds i would up. say cash well outvoted and that's okay Coming up at number 44, we've got Tom Cruise, Re- uh, Rebecca Demone, Bronson Pinkett, and Joe Pantolino. I think Pantol- I got that right. Pantoliano, I believe. So, see, my Italian's a little rusty. <laughs> In Risky Business. I haven't seen it. All I know is never. the uh, all-time rock and roll Steve Miller band scene. Dun, 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 I, dun, dun, I've dun, never dun. seen this. And actually, you know, if I had... Uh, one look at the poster, I would have thought that this was Dirty Dancing. Yeah. Fair enough. So, by default, then, it goes to crap. I'm okay with that. Uh, yeah. I remember this movie very vaguely. It's another movie that kind of doesn't hold its own with some of the things that are said. But you got to remember, times have changed, and our kids are getting worse. If you guys know the lyrics of the next verse, I'd be very impressed. Um, I don't know what you're talking about. I know what you're Our talking about, but I, I'm, I'm, th- um, I'm thinking of a different verse. Blame Canada. Yeah. South Park. Oh, okay. Number 38. We've got Tom Hanks again on the list with Bill Paxton, Kevin Bacon, and Gary Sinise. Sinise? Sinise, I believe. is how. Dude, you should be reading every actor from now on. All right. We've got Apollo 13. I fucking love this movie. Yeah, it's great, great movie. movie. Oh, like Jesus Absolutely. Christ. Like there's what else can you say? It's just like it's Hold a on. timeless movie. Did you say Jesus Christ? G- no, G- like Jesus isn't like Oh, okay. Not with a cheese. Not no. with a C <laughs> as in like, not, not like Jesus Almighty Cheddar. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I mean like Swiss I, I, I might here. have put like pronunciation <laughs> on it, but no, my intention was to say Jesus. <laughs> Okay. So Please. good. I'm glad you guys didn't want to talk about that movie too much. I don't want to miss uh, a thing. No, it's been at there's all not of our much school dances as long as we've been old. What? That's the, not an the, Apollo 13. Yes, it is. I don't want to miss a thing. The Aerosmith song? That's yeah. from Armageddon. Damn it. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> guys, I'm having a rough day. Oh, uh, I love the confidence, though. You know. Well, well, Apollo 13 is, is such a good don't movie. Be confident at all. Yeah. Uh, you know what? If you haven't seen it, Apollo 11 was pretty good. Was oh, that the one with like a, the missing crew or something? It's like found um, footage. No, that's Apollo 18, I think it is. Oh, that's damn. actually a pretty good movie, too. That was really well done. Yeah. I never knew you were such a connoisseur of Apollo movies. Oh, there's uh, at least 14 of them. Dude. This is the thir- this Apollo 13 is the 13th movie in the Apollo movie series. <laughs> It's a full-on franchise. That's that's how movie numbers go. Didn't you know that? 
I hate you. <laughs> I'm trying to think of what mo- or what song came from Apollo 13 that got into my head there. Um, oh, well. Uh-huh. Well, we could talk about another movie instead. Sure. I'd like that. <laughs> Number 37 on the list, Harrison Ford, Tommy Lee Jones. Uh, Julianne Moore and Celia Ward. We have The Fugitive in 1993. Now, listen, I know this movie. I've only seen one scene from it, which is where Harrison Ford's about to like jump into like the fucking Hoover Dam or something. And Tommy Lee Jones has the gun on him. And Harrison Ford's like, I didn't kill my wife. And then Tommy Lee Jones says, I don't care. Which I think is like really kind of like on one hand, badass, but on the other hand, like really fucked up. Um, and that's all I've seen for this movie. So. So you need to see so, the whole reason so movie as to why he doesn't care. So hold on, you've only seen the trailer? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> um, no, 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 I remember it was on TV, and I was like, "The Fugitive." That sounds cool. And then I turned it on, and I was like, "Oh, this seems intense." Like I don't know if I want to watch this right now. And then I never watched it again. But it wasn't him. It was the one-armed man. Well, you need to see this alert. movie. Damn it! <laughs> the no, the mask <laughs> references that. Um, I, I honestly cannot say that I've ever seen this movie. I've seen the cover of the movie a lot. I remember walking through a blockbuster video and seeing this a lot. <laughs> um, yeah. What's blockbuster? There is still one around. Uh, I'd never seen this movie though. Guys, uh, I've got to say I'm, I'm now embarrassed. <laughs> Because we just gave one of the best movies on this list a crap because you guys haven't seen it. I'm I'm like, oh, we'll be fine. Yeah, we'll, I'm we'll, pretty sure that Harrison Ford, Tommy Lee Jones, and Julianne Moore and Cela Ward are not going to give a shit that we thought that their movie was crap. Well, Han Solo had a pretty good career after while after all, right? So it's okay. Somehow, Han Solo has returned. Dude, the randomizer kept hitting friggin' superhero movies this high up in the list. Coming up at number 24, Back to the Future. Michael J. Fox, Christopher Lloyd. Max probably hasn't seen it because it came out in 1985. I've seen it. God damn it. I love it. Yeah, I was going to say. This movie has done a lot for pop culture, Mm -hmm. just in general. But also the the jokes and payoffs from the first two movies, not necessarily the third, are still to this day referenced in television. It's incredible. Yeah, no, I it's, know it's, it's crazy how how important this movie is. I have a soundbite for it. <laughs> uh, but you know what the thing is is I actually liked Back to the Future two a little bit better because that was like where he goes into the future. Like he goes to to the two pines mall instead of the one pine mall. He goes to the future instead of going to the past. Right. Like that one was. And the thing is, Back to the Future Part Two has a lower rating on IMDb. Um, I I don't know. I still thought it was I still thought it was better. This this movie had everything. It had a guy who got to go to his parents prom and then he tried to bang his own mom. He didn't try and bang his mom his own mom. He was trying to resist banging his, his mom. What a tough situation that must be. <laughs> oh, excuse me, mister. I banged my own grandmother. I'm a horny teen. Uh, no one would know. Cause she's technically not my mother yet. I feel like a parody is coming along. 
I feel like right. he could have been his own father yeah, and nobody would the, have been the wiser. The porno fuck to the future. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Cash or Crap, <laughs> uh, porno parodies coming up. Yeah, right? Next Wait, movie Elijah, on the list. Elijah Woods in Back to the Future Part 2. Wasn't he as a kid? Vi- as Video Game Boy? Yeah. What? Weird. Whatever that means. All right, number tw- Number 22 <laughs> on the list has sprouted... Two actual sequels, one really crappy sequel, and then a new sequel reboot. Talking about 1984's Ghostbusters. You know the cast. Murray, Aykroyd, Raimi, and Weaver. Well, you know what they say. Bustin makes me feel good. <laughs> Don't do it. This, this movie is a classic. I actually I should watch it again because I haven't watched it in, in forever, but I love it. I love this movie. Also, I love well, Dan can- Aykroyd, so... You can rewatch the 2021 remake, which is pretty much the exact same movie with different actors and the original Ghostbusters. Interesting. Yeah. What is it? uh, There is no Dana. There is only Zool. And are you the gatekeeper? (laughs) Yes. David, I'm going to let you take the lead on the next one because I know if I don't, I'll hear about it. No, I don't care. Okay, well, he, easily the <laughs> biggest piece of crap on this list. <laughs> Star Wars Episode Five: Empire Strikes Back. Can't say I've ever Mark seen Mark Hamill, it. the guy from The Fugitive. Wait, and that <laughs> D- David, are you, you haven't seen it? This one? Yeah, yeah, no, no, I haven't. I, are you a Star? Are you a Star Wars fan? Uh Next. yeah, but unfortunately, you know, I just uh, I just skipped this one. Because you know what they say, the fifth movie in franchises are usually the worst. <laughs> um, and in in most cases, that's actually accurate. If you go to episode two of Star Wars, that is the fifth. Um, um, I I love this movie. I think the original trilogy is fantastic. However, episode five is not my favorite. Episode four is my favorite. Um, a New Hope, eh? Yeah, but I do like episode five. I mean, like it has like it's, it has like all the classic Star Wars scenes that you could think of, really. Um, yeah, I think Empire Strikes Back is where Star Wars really took off, right? Like they really started to expand the universe. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where pretty much everything stemmed from that. Yeah. Uh, because episode four, A New Hope, you can watch it by itself and it's a standalone movie. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. But episode five literally ends on a cliffhanger. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But episode How five are you is where. talking about this movie as if you've seen it. Dude, I've lost track of how many times I've seen this movie. <laughs> uh, I watched it like the other day. Uh, I'll I'll put Star Wars on when I'm putting my Lego together because you nice. know you can't build Star Wars Lego without watching Star Wars, right? But anyway, so this one though it it's where the story just overall takes just huge t- twists and turns. It's a good point, and everything just kind of explodes and grows exponentially into that universe. You know, this is where we learn that Darth Vader is actually Luke's father. Luke what? really starts. Yeah, I know, right? Oh, Luke. fuck. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, spoiler alert. <laughs> sorry. Um, this is where, you know, Luke really starts becoming uh, more in tune with the Force and becoming a Jedi, but he's still, like, young and naive, right? So there's still that that almost a coming-of-age story mix in there. Uh, and then you have like you have all these different stories with different characters, and the whole thing just it works really well. Now, fun fact: it was not directed by George Lucas. 
George Lucas only directed Star Wars Episode Four out of the original trilogy. This one was directed by Irvin Kirshner, which is kind of interesting because it's to some people considered the best Star Wars movie ever made. Yeah, it's not so, even a George Lucas movie. I have a theory here. I think David derailed a few movies just so he could spend more time talking about <laughs> Star Wars. You can't like you can't tame the beast, all right? You add the word star and wars together and I can just talk about it. I'm there. I know. I'm in it. It's yeah. true. I watched the original trilogy just to get back into Obi-Wan. And then I watched the the prequels also for Obi-Wan cuz Obi-Wan is life. I but do- we won't spoil that for our keen-eared <laughs> Listening. I just watched the recap before the first episode. <laughs> Which is like 10 minutes of just watching Anakin Fry. Great. Also, not a spoiler. Coming up next, 2007 had... Um, it was started the animation domination on this list. We've passed movies like... Oh, Big, Aliens, The Avengers, other Avengers movies. Pretty much anything Marvel has made in the last two to three years. Or two to three, holy fuck, 15 years. We're up at Ratatouille. Ratatouille. I, Patton Oswalt, you know. This movie's Oswald. great. Like Big it, fan. It's, such a, it's such a wholesome movie, and like it, it, it shouldn't have been as good as it is. Like, I, sh- I, like, I kind of went in thinking, like, it's probably just going to be an average movie, but like, it's so heartwarming. Like when, especially at the end. Sorry for spoilers, but if you haven't seen Ratatouille yet, like what are you doing? Um, when it, like the food chef, the food critic goes in, he has the Ratatouille, and then he's just like instantly taken back to his childhood. Like I just remember in that moment being like, "Oh fuck!" Like this is like really like really wholesome. Fuck! I wish I was a kid again. <laughs> right? Fuck! <laughs> I miss my childhood, man. God, God damn it! <laughs> yeah, I love. Um, it. I love see- this movie. I I think I've seen this movie once. I can't really speak much of it. I understand a lot of the references and I remember seeing it, but I don't really remember. I I know like the overall story, but I don't remember anything like specific about it. Your presence wasn't felt by the but film. The thing is, is it was a Disney Pixar movie. So of course it's going to be uh, a cash money movie, yeah. right? Like this is why we haven't done a, cash or crap for Pixar films because that would be the shortest episode ever. <laughs> I'm willing to bet you I could find some crap in there that I don't enjoy. Yeah, I'm sure. Like one or two movies out of everything, but yeah, I'm, I'm still going to say this one's cash because it's a Pixar movie. You can't go wrong with those. It's true. Alright, next up on the list, uh, we have Jaws 1975 or number 12 on the, the Rotten Tomatoes blockbuster list. Uh, Richard Dreyfus, Lorraine Gray, or Gary, oh my God, and Ralph Schneider. Scheider? It's Jaws. I, I mean, let me put it this it's way. Jaws, yeah. Whenever I'm deep in a body of water, I am worried that maybe my leg will get bit off. Who fucking knows? You know, anything's possible nowadays. I, but I'm thinking like, like that, of the opening scene. Like, I always think about that scene. I'm like, oh, I'm like, I like don't want that to be me. I, I always also think of like Deep Blue Sea and how the movies were very, very close. Mm-hmm. And the shark blowing through the aquarium like wall or the uh, the uh, the observation room kind of thing. Crazy movie. Yeah, uh, I've Jaws. never seen Jaws. 
David, I don't I, get out. No, it's fine. I, I own the Jaws board game, though. You could stay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Almost lost you for a second there. Yeah, Is yeah, the Jaws game a, a Funko game, or who makes that one? It's a Ravensburger. Ooh. Yeah. One person plays Jaws, and he like pops up around the island and then eats people. That's awesome. And then eventually, and so then the people have to collect items and weapons and stuff like that. And then eventually the game changes and now you're on the boat and Jaws is tormenting people on the, on the ship and they have to defend themselves. It's, it seems pretty interesting, but I I haven't seen the movie, so I don't know. I I like it. I have no idea how accurate it is to the movie, but uh, (laughs) it says Jaws on the box. So (laughs) (laughs) now for star Wars with magic wands. We got Harry uh, Potter and the Deathly that's Hallows a stretch. Part two. Daniel Radcliffe, <laughs> Rupert Grint, Emma Watson. Um, I think uh, I don't know if I would say it's the best Harry Potter film in the franchise, but it's definitely the darkest. Yeah, they made the a lot of grading? changes from the books too. <laughs> I mean, you're like yes, <laughs> the color grading, but also also the plot, but more so the color grading. Yeah, yeah. Can't say I ever watched it. I think I've seen up to Harry Potter like three or four. Uh, But I was heavily inebriated (laughs) through all of them. So they've all just kind of blended together. I don't really know which one. I remember there was like a field and some sort of creature in the field. And it was magical. That's really about about it. It's de- yeah. That could be well, any the, movie. The, the third one was the last one you saw. <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly <laughs> what you're talking about. Is that the werewolf in the Whomping Willow? No, it's the half horse, half man. The ah, oh, the the Manator. The Manator. Manator. That's it. Yes, I knew there was a term yeah. for it. That's it. That's yeah. the one that I remember. Yeah, I was pretty drunk. <laughs> so, so David says, re- um, "Crap." What I, are you I, saying? I say cash. Cash, money, got it. I will go with cash as well because I recently watched all the Harry Potters for the first time within the last year and I enjoyed it. Nice. All right. Now, we're into the top five on the list. There's some big things here. Finding Nemo. Albert Brooks, Ellen DeGeneres, Alexander Gould, and Willem Dafoe. Um, I think this movie is very good. It's a very touching movie. It's like sad, but like kind of like happy, sad, but also sad, sad. Um, and I don't know. You know what? I'm having a tough time enjoying it as much as I used to because now Ellen's mean. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, you know what I mean? abuses right? people. Yeah. Like anything she's in uh, now, not that she was ever in a whole lot of movies, but anything, anytime I see her name, I'm always like, ah, that's disappointing. <laughs> did, you, did you guys know that the Ellen show, like they replaced Ellen with someone else who is also a uh a f- gay female who looks like ellen really oh really i did not know that like exactly the same person but slightly different wait what are you talking about because ellen ended no it's still going on with someone else unless they were doing some weird strange show but someone else is the host of the ellen DeGeneres show and it's not ellen but it looks the person looks like ellen Wait, I'll show on. you after the show. I'm yeah. very, I'm very confused, but also <laughs> slightly intrigued by this. 
Like, are they pulling yeah, like a weekend, like a weekend at Bernie's thing? <laughs> it's an Avril Lavigne. It's like so, the parent, the, the parent are, trap. Yeah. Are we cash or crap on this trap. one, guys? Um, I'm gonna say this one. Yeah, I I have to agree with Max because it's it's hard to watch this one now because of the the issues surrounding one of the voice actors. Yeah. That's fair. I've never even saw Fire And I love Albert Brooks. Like that makes me sad because I love Albert Brooks. There there's some there's definitely some great scenes in that movie. Um but yeah, I would have to say if I were to watch it now, I probably would not enjoy it as much knowing that Dory is kind of an asshole to people in real life. Yeah. Just the people that work for her and get her coffee. Yeah, still. All right, 1979's Alien. Tom Skerritt, Sigourney Weaver, John Hurt, Veronica Cartwright. I haven't watched this movie in Ridley so Scott. long, but I, re- I remember this movie, and it is great. Now, hold on. Do you remember Alien or Aliens? Because Aliens is the sequel, but it's pretty much the exact same movie as Alien. No, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure I'm thinking of Alien, like non-plural. <laughs> I like it. It's always been a cash for me. It was one of the scariest movies I saw when I was I, a kid. I would say cash as well. Yeah, it's definitely cash, except the alien at the end of that movie looks horrible. <laughs> For the it's time, like it was fine. It's just some dude in like a costume, but yeah, you could tell. But no, cash money. So the next one on the list is from 2010, and I found it super interesting that it was in the top five. It was Toy Story 3, and I think the reason it made it this far is the ratings for both Rotten Tomato, the Tomato Meter, and the, the user rating. We're both above 98%. The thing that I found interesting was the movie, there was what, a 12-year hiatus between two and three? Yeah. Mm-hmm. This one was like a gut-wrenching movie at the end. Like, if you didn't tear up oh. when Andy gave away those toys, you're not human. Tear up. I bawled. <laughs> like, I bawled my eyes out. Oh, well, I was like, Instant like Michael? Cash movie. It's the best Pixar. It's the best Pixar movie. Like Of all time, yeah? Of all I time. Agree. Yeah, yeah. And Toy Story 2 would be in second place, which is also bizarre. No, nah, maybe not. I don't know. I would say, like, maybe, if not Ratatouille, like, The Incredibles. Yeah, I'm also a big fan of the original Cars. Oh, yeah, Cars So well slaps. done. <laughs> Love that movie. Lightning McQueen? You can't go wrong. Um, I would say Toy Story 3 is probably... it up there with Toy Story 2 as, like, some of the best Toy Story movies. But this one was the you could tell that they were coming to an end with the toy story franchise the tscu right? the tscu the toy story yeah. cinematic universe <laughs> um and it was something that everyone could relate with giving those toys away, like giving your toys away or or losing interest in them right and i remember being in the theater when they were going down the was it it was toy story 3 when they're going down like the garbage yeah. thing right with the fire yeah. like, that. like everyone was like oh my god like are they actually going to kill everyone in this but and funzo uh, was an asshole yeah right lotto bear absolutely great movie and then they decided to release toy story 4 i still haven't seen the fourth like, i don't know if i'll ever watch you, it you haven't honestly like it's not it's not horrible but it does not even remotely stand up against toy story 1 2 and 3 that's fair um buzz lightyear is like barely even in the movie spoiler alert but it's super disappointing although keanu reeves is in it 
Oh shit! Okay, and he's a can. He's a can, what is it? Canada to Joe? I think that's what his name is in oh, there. I love that. He's like him. a. Uh, he's um like a daredevil kind of guy, and it's so funny. Like that's probably the best part of the entirety of Toy Story Four. Um, but Toy Story Three, Cash Money, yep. I would watch that one at any time. Same here. Excellent. So let's talk about some matter cars, and by that I mean Mad Max Fury Road and those angry looking cars. That made number two on their list. And I got to say, I don't really care for the film. So you <laughs> yeah, guys... I'll be honest. I agree. I'm the exact same. I think everyone's saying like, oh, this is the best movie I've ever seen in my life. I'm like, okay, like that's like good for you then. <laughs> like, I don't, I think a lot of it was, sorry, go ahead. I was just gonna say, I don't think this movie is like, I think it was extremely overhyped. I think people continue to overhype it. I think a lot of it had to do with a, the first movie did okay. And Tom Hardy was taking off. Yeah, that's true. So everybody's like, Oh, you're, you're nothing. If you haven't seen this movie, like, what do you mean? The Avatar? first movie that this is the first movie. This is the first Mad Max movie with Tom Hardy in it. Yeah. That's, that's what I'm saying. I've said the first movie did all right. And then Batman came out and then Tom Hardy was in this movie and everybody was like, so hyped. But what do you mean? The first movie? Like well, like with Mel, Mel Gibson, like nineteen seventy nine, and then there was wasn't there Mad, a Mad Max before that? There's a no. ton of Mad Max movies. Was there one before? Was was Mel Gibson not the first Mad Max? He was, yeah. But but like Mad Max, there's um, there's like Mad Max and the Thunder or Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. The Road Warrior was like the first Mad Max movie, I think. Mm-hmm. Or yeah, no, sorry, Mad Max came out in nineteen seventy nine. Then the Road Warrior came out in 1981, which was like another Mad Max movie type thing. Then 1985 was Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. Like, there's a whole ton of Mad Max movies. This was just a remake or like a reboot of the Mad Max universe with Mm. Tom Hardy. I thought it was pretty cool. Like, it was, uh, it's not a substantial movie by any means, right? Because it's kind of a ridiculous story. But you have to admit, like, the cinematography. And and the way that it was shot and stuff like that, yeah. it was pretty cool. Like, it yeah. was an enjoyable yes. movie. And I, I think I think it did so well when it came out because it was something that was very different, right? Like it starts off and just it's like go go go, and it was that whole first scene was just done in one shot, which is pretty rare yeah. these days, right? I would watch it, but it would be one of those things that is just like you know what if I'm doing stuff around the house or if I'm yeah want to watch something where i don't really care too much i'm just i don't know doing something else i'd put it on uh but yeah it was it's definitely an enjoyable movie i would say it's cash just because it is an enjoyable movie i I would agree with that Mm -hmm. well i got outvoted yeah that's okay the final movie on our list et the extraterrestrial i kind of same with mad max as it is for et with me is that I think it's a fine movie, but like everyone's like, oh, it's like a masterpiece. It's like a classic. It is a, like a classic. Don't get me wrong, but like, I don't think it's the best movie ever. I think it's aged horribly. I, I, to be honest, I haven't seen it in a while, so I'm not, I, I, couldn't, I, I couldn't tell you. And But the thing is, it's not one of those movies that I think people are like, I need to go and watch E.T. this weekend <laughs> because I love it so much, right? Like, I think it was a, there was a huge, uh, well, like it was outstanding at the time when it, yeah, when it released, right? True. Like there's nothing like it. Um, but you know what? If I had to choose a 
what was this like what year did that come out 1982 if i had to choose like an early 80s movie like sci-fi movie i would watch uh star wars tron <laughs> tron yeah i know i'd rather watch uh close encounters of the third kind fair that's an entirely different movie though <laughs> i know but i know it is but it's a different like it's still like one of those like aliens come to earth kind of thing and people are dealing with some sort of extraterrestrial weirdness Look, that one's just more interesting than some kid that finds an alien and he rides a bike and flies with with without a doubt this gave us two things it gave us drew barrymore and it gave us the she world's was born from that movie yeah that and she i believe was a coppertone kid but yeah. it also gave us one of the biggest duds of a video game of all time so much so <laughs> That video game is buried in the desert somewhere. That's hilarious. Yeah, that it, was... it, it pretty much ruined the video game industry in in North America. Do you remember what that documentary was called? Where was it High Score that had the um the full ET or ET game? I, know, I think scandal? it might have been I think it's called Game Over. Yes. Something like that. Speaking of game over, that's all we've got for today. You like the movies that we talked about? Awesome. If you don't like the movies or don't agree that something was crap or cash, too bad. It's our opinions. We're just here to entertain you, right? That's the whole goal. That's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you, this, if you is have the a, fastest, this is the fastest outro I think we've ever had on our show. <laughs> it, it was going smoothly until you ruined it. I know. That was my plan all along. <laughs> I'm going to have to pre-record them soon. Well, everyone, for myself... For David. He's so cool. And our good friend Max, we want to thank you guys for coming into the show today or this week. And uh, we can't wait to give you another load of cash or crap. Maybe it'll be an artist or actor that you like. Maybe it won't be. I guess we'll see. <laughs> Only one way to find out. Only on 86.9, the lake. <laughs> <laughs>